Well, we're actually in our kicking off our new series. We, we run our messages in series, and for June, we're going to be focusing on generosity. We're going to be looking at generosity. What does that mean on a different number of different aspects? We'll be looking at how we can live a generous life. We can, we'll be looking at what it means to worship in generosity. We'll be looking at how we give generously and how our church is generous. And today I want to actually kick off our series, our, our month-long looking at the concept of generosity by looking at the concept of our generous God. That our God, that we come here this morning, that we've just had a baptism, is a God of generosity, one that oozes generosity over there. But before we get going, I want to ask you this question. How many people would consider themselves a generous person? You're allowed to put your hand up because if nobody puts their hand up, obviously nobody's generous. So there's a few people that say they're generous, a few people that are a little bit timid in their generosity. They're not sure, you know. Um, let's try that again. Who's generous here? Okay, there's a few people putting their hands up. Fantastic. Most of us would actually consider that we're, we're reasonably generous because of a couple of things. One, we might actually give to charity. So anybody give to charity? Fantastic. You might think you're generous because you give to the church. You might think you're generous because you give to your friends. You might give to, think you're generous because you do things and give things to your family. Or you might even give to the homeless person in the street. But let me say this, that while giving is a great thing, giving and being generous are actually two separate things. Generosity and giving aren't necessarily one and the same. They are different. So let me just break this down for Australians. You know, as Australians, we, we, we think we're a generous country, and we are. We're actually up there with one of the more generous countries in the world. But let, let, let me give you a couple of interesting statistics um, from a couple of years ago about Australia and our charitable giving, uh, giving and just see whether we actually are truly generous. Did you realise that in Australia, we spend 12 times more on gambling than we do giving to charities? So we spend more on gambling on the, the, the fact that we want to get more money on the hope that we may get money, on the chance we might get more money, than we actually give to charities to do good work. Now, this stat is a little bit old. It's only a couple of years old, so I think it's probably more than five times. But Australians spend five times more on coffee than they do on giving to charity. And I'd actually say it's probably more up around the seven or eight times now. How many coffee shops are around the place now? You know, I think we live in coffee shops, don't we? You know, all, one seems to pop up every, around every corner, but we spend a lot of money on coffee. Most Australians actually don't give to charity regularly. We hold back. We don't give regularly. We might, if there's a disaster or something, we'll give generously to a one-off thing, but regularly giving, that's another thing. And this is the interesting thing, that the richer you are, the less likely you are to give. So it's a horrible thing, but one third of the richest Australians don't give anything at all to charity. They hang on to it. 
There's a reason for this, and I, I'm going to give credit to Craig Grishel from Life Church because he's, he's, he gave us the framework for how we think about this. And the reason why Australians aren't generous in their giving to charity is because most of us work through a scarcity mindset. Now, let me explain what a scarcity mindset is. Scarcity means there's a lack of resources, a lack of things, that we don't actually have stuff. That we're afraid that we're not going to have enough things for everything. And see, this scarcity mindset works in a cycle. And let, let me tell you what this cycle is. And this cycle is that we, we, we might earn money, we might be given something, we might have stuff. But everything that we go through in our life, we, we gather, but what we do, what we first do is we consume. We use up everything. We take what we've been given and we consume it. And then we go, oh, we lack because we've consumed everything. We've used up all that we've got, so we lack. And so what therefore we do is we fear that we won't have enough till our next paycheck comes in. And then when the next paycheck comes in, what happens? We consume again, all of it, and we lack having any resources and we fear. So what we do is we spend everything that we have. We don't think we have enough. If you actually go out and you ask most people in the street, do you have enough money and enough things to live on? Most people will actually say no. I always want more. I need more. I want to get a bigger house. You know, often we have ourselves so stretched to the limits. Now, I, I used to minister out in um, uh, the southwest of Sydney for a number of years. And one of the interesting things there was that people had this really big dream of owning a big home. And they would build these big homes. And because they built a big home and they couldn't afford everything, they often lived in the home with it almost completely bare. They were consuming first and taking themselves to the point of not being able to live their life because they feared that they would lack something and they feared they wouldn't have enough, but they kept on consuming. Let me put it this way, we get, we spend on what commodities we have and what we want is just for ourselves and our family. We look after our own first. And then we look and see that we don't have anything left and so we don't give to anybody else because we've used it all for ourselves. This just not is about money, this is actually in all the area of our lives. It's how we use our time, it's what we do with our possessions. It's how we love one another. We work out of this scarcity mindset because we consume what we have. And when we have consumed, we look at what's left over and there's nothing left over. And we're fearful, so we don't give. But we don't have to actually live like that. We actually don't have to live in that scarcity mindset. We can actually be generous. And you know, as Christians, I want to say you can be generous. As people who are believers in our God, gracious God, we can be generous because our God is generous. Our God gives us generously. I want to, I want to share with you a couple of readings from the Bible. The first one is from James 1.5. 
And this is talking about God giving generously. If you need wisdom, ask our, what is it, our generous God, and he will give it to you, and he will not rebuke you for asking. So God is generous. I mean, we're not talking about money here. We're talking about wisdom, God giving you wisdom. God's giving you generously wisdom, but you need to ask, you need to seek for this. Not only that, but in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 to 9, it says this, In him we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So the riches that are there, that he lavished, giving, you know, they're words of generosity, lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he, which he purposed, purposed in Christ. This is important because God's gracious love has been given to us in an over and above outlandish way. Further on in Ephesians, in Ephesians 3, verse 14 and 20, it says this. And when I think of this, I fall on my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, and I love that, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirits. So God's giving you, out of his unlimited resources, he's giving you generously, abundantly. He's giving you inner strength through his spirit. And then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. The more you trust in him, the more that will grow in you. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. So God's going to keep you strong, generously keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. That's a measure of generosity. How big is God's love for you? May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. So you're going to be made complete. This is a generous, abundant statement of God there for you. See, God is generous. God gives to you generously. You know, nowhere is this more encapsulated than in God's generosity in that very famous passage from John chapter 3, verse 16. For this is how we know God loved the world. This is a generous act that he gave his one and only son, that is Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. There is an act of generosity above all acts of generosity. We come from a God who is generous. And we should live our life on the basis that we are followers of a generous God. Uh, the biblical scholar F.F. Um, uh, F. Bruce said, God bestows his blessings without discrimination. The followers of Jesus are children of God and they should manifest the family likeness by doing good to all, even to those who deserve the opposite. This is a generous, outrageous, outlandish generosity that goes out to all. We should manifest the same generosity in us as individuals as God has done for the whole world. 
You see, we worship, we follow a generous God. So if we're Christians, we need to move out of the scarcity cycle, out of the fact that we consume and we, we worry that we don't have enough and then we consume again. We need to move from that. And we need to realise that God supplies all our needs. So we need to change our mindset. We need to move into the generosity cycle, is, which is we give. God multiplies that gift, not for us, but for God's purpose. We see our faith increases in what God is doing and we give again. It's because of what God did for us through Christ that we want to do life differently. We want to be generous. We don't want to just consume. We want to give generously. And when we give, what we need to do is place God first. So we give to God first. God does something about this and creates a whole different cycle, this, this cycle of generosity. It's a cycle of supply. It's a cycle of giving. It really comes down to the fact that this becomes irrational giving. We give because God has given to us. So think of it. You know that scarcity cycle, how we've said that everything we, we get, we consume, we use up, we've allocated everything. In the generosity cycle, you actually allocate your gift first before you allocate anything to yourself, before you allocate to anybody you know, about you, you give. You allocate what you're going to do and you give. Whether that be time, whether that be possessions, whether that be love, whether that be anything that you have, you give first. And you will find that God will multiply that gift and do amazing things with it. And you will find that your faith will increase and then that will give you the impetus to give again. God gives first. This will lead us into a deeper, loving faith. It will lead us into a more generous, loving person. You realise it takes faith to give first. It doesn't take faith to give last. Let me say that again. It takes faith to give first because you're saying, I'm giving this away before any of my needs are met. I'm giving this. That's an act of generosity. I'm giving this because I have been given, I've, I've got this myself. I give it to those who may need it. I give it for the work of God. That's an act of faith and then you live out from the rest of that. If you give from the last, you don't need faith because you've actually lived all the way through. You've spent all the money that you needed to spend and you've got this leftover bit and you're going, well, I give. That's not an act of faith. That's just an act of maths. Generosity comes out of living faithfully with God. Generosity doesn't come out about counting the amount of money you've got left over. It's about giving before you do for yourself. It's not about money. It's actually about the mindset that you bring to this. It's about your position of your heart. It's about our God who is outrageously generous and has given us eternal life through Jesus Christ. 
and how we can follow and be generous as well. So I want to ask you this question. Are you developing a heart of generosity? Let's just pray. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks for this moment. And Lord, we just ask that you, that you give us a generous heart, that you open us up and that you help us to give generously from the first of our fruits, not from what is left over. First of the fruits of all that we are, our mind, our love, our passion, our energy, our possessions, what we own, where we go. Lord, help us to be generous. Help our heart to be changed so that we may be generous in all that we do, in all of our lives, and our lives will reflect your generosity, your generous gift that you gave to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. And we ask this in the power of Jesus' name that we may be given a generous heart. We ask this in his name. Amen.